Greetings and welcome to today's episode. This is the second part of our Bond series. Part duh. So, uh, part two, so continuation, we gave the bond uh, basics previously, so now we're getting into the different types of bonds. Um, to start us off, bonds are popular, so I want to talk about the bond popularity. Usually it's more a conservative approach, as we've covered in uh, part one. <laughs> the bond market is brighter for those trying to avoid paying higher taxes. It's a brighter option. Municipal bonds and municipal bond funds are gaining popularity, especially with baby boomer generation, because, you know, they're old school. They knew how to balance their stocks with their bonds, and they're also a little bit safer route. Okay. So that's why you'll see a lot of the baby boomers, uh, you know, gravitate toward bonds and those monthly payouts. But anyway. Equity investors are interested in putting a percentage of their portfolio into bonds, though, in general. Um, you have tax-exempt bonds that are very inviting, so that's another reason why they're popular. Low costs of corporate bond funds are inviting for portfolios for the high percentage yields that they bring. So that's why they're popular. Okay. Yeah. So good yeah, things go to be popular about, I think. Well, popular is... Sometimes good, okay. <laughs> but, but with bonds, yes. Um, so we're going to talk about the different types of bonds. So the categories are corporate bonds, let's count, U.S. Treasury securities, high-yield bonds, municipal bonds, mortgage-backed securities, uh, uh, uh. zero-coupon bonds, and bond municipal funds. All right. So seven, seven. categories. Cho choosing bond funds that work for you out of those categories. That's your goal. So you need to look at the bond's history and their track record, which we've established. Right. We need to assess your level of risk tolerance, which we've established, and ask these questions. Does the bond fund pick long or short-term maturities? Does the bond fund select quality bonds? Mm. So is there a lot of movement in and out here? Right. You know, that's what we're looking for. Are you wanting taxable or non-taxable bonds? Important to know. That is important. <laughs> yeah. Who is doing the picking? <laughs> what are the current interest rates? And how will that current interest rate impact your investment? Those are some heavy hitters yeah. for questions. I imagine there's some rock star like bond fund managers out there. For sure. You'll pay those big fees though. Okay. You know, to have them manage mm -hmm. your stuff. Right. <laughs> so corporate bonds, a.k.a. corporates, 
is what they're referred to if you're one of those kind of, you know, fund managers, you know, you walk around, you know, giving that kind of uh, investor ease kind of language. Um, but those corporates, although riskier, they have outperformed government and municipal bonds for many years, but they can go bankrupt. Okay. Yeah. The risk of default is real. And they're issued in $1,000 or $5,000 increments, typically. They pay higher yield that is taxable income. And the bond can also be called, right, called right. back, or have a sinking fund provision. Mm. Yeah. Bond calls. Bonds are recalled when the issuer wants to issue new bonds at a lower interest rate, as we've talked about. So watch out for those. Right. These types of bonds have a call provision, though, and so it's a 15-year callable after eight years, for example, would be kind of how it's kind of worded, you know. So when you look into that bond contract, essentially, you're going to be looking for those terms. So then, like, the eight years is like a guaranteed yield. Before they'll be, right, you know, called if possible. possibly. Okay. Yes, All exactly. Right. That makes sense. But if called, your yield to maturity is impacted even upon reinvestment of that called bond money. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a risk. Yeah. You have the sinking fund provision. Uh, where the earnings within the company are being used to retire a certain number of bonds annually, which we've covered, um, a certain number of bonds will be returned by a lottery draw. So just by luck. Okay. Fun fact. Huh. Hope you don't get called. <laughs> Those are the risks. Yeah. That money is used to repay the company's debts and likely not to default, making these a lower risk uh, investment. So it's not necessarily such a terrible thing, you know, if this were to occur. For the greater good, that is. It's terrible for you as the individual investor. But anyway, um, look at the bond provisions in writing before purchasing and read carefully. Here's another type. So we want to talk about U.S. Treasury securities now. So we think about Treasury bonds, Uncle Sam's gift to U.S. investors. <laughs> Stock investors lean toward Treasury bonds as short or long-term relief. They're predictable, lower yielding than stocks, and more secure. Federal taxes must be paid on the interest, but they're free from state and local taxes. They're backed by the U.S. Government. Government. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're easy to sell in the government bond market, too. Uh, The world's largest securities market. Did you know that? Was the U.S. bond market? Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, because, like, the U.S., they sell bonds to foreign countries. Mm -hmm. I know China owns a lot of U.S. debt. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. They are locked in at fixed annual rates of return, too. So that's nice. Right. And they do make the world go round. <laughs> so we have T-bills. Mm-hmm. Those are the fastest rate of return in 4, 13, or 26-week maturities, typically, purchased at a minimum of $1,000. All right. Okay. Then you have Treasury Notes. Now, those mature in two, three, five, or 10-year increments, again, 
at an entry point of $1,000 minimum. You have treasury bonds, and those are between 10 and 30 year maturities typically for, again, you guessed it, a minimum entry point of at least $1,000. So if you are interested, we have mentioned this site before. It's super duper fun www.treasurydirect.gov to make a direct purchase from your government. Let's switch gears here, Shirley. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about high yield bonds. Oh, that sounds good. Well, yeah, because high yield means more what? Money. There you go. AKA junk bonds. They're risky and they could be a worthless piece of paper ultimately. But... Many of these are startup companies. Many of these companies issue bonds when they are struggling to pay off debts. If they're legit, though, they improve and issue new lower-yield bonds upon calls. Municipal bonds. Did you have a question? Um, no, I guess I'm good. The the junk bonds, they, they sound like... You have to do a lot of research with those. Yeah, remember those are the poorly graded, the poorly rated ones. Yeah, like your they're not A. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah, you need to do a lot of research, you know. And remember, there there are over a million of these to possibly research. Right. So you know, you know, if you really make a habit or a hobby out of it, um, you know, you can have your hand in selecting and then have your fund manager kind of you know do do the pickings for you that's a way to to go about okay. it okay you know yeah recommended bonds you would say right so so municipal bonds moving forward their tax free advantages exempt from federal taxes uh, states cities towns municipalities and government entities issue them to build schools parks, and other aspects of communities, the money is lent to such vendors where you could get interest from. That's how they work. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. They pay less than corporate bonds, though, um, but they're kind of safer. Do you have a tax-exempt interest that must be reported to Uncle Sam? The government. They are rated and linked to risk and grade. So remember the letter grades attached to them. You want to look for at least uh, an uppercase triple B or uh, a B, lowercase triple B. Okay. You have $5,000 multiples for purchase, typically. So a little bit higher entry point, you know. All right. Um, The yields vary based on interest rates and capital gains apply to the sale of them, though. So remember that concept. If you hold on to them for longer than a year, so one year and one day, you're taxed less. Right. Okay. At long-term capital gains rate. Correct. And that's depending upon your income. Correct. That is correct. (laughs) So you have different types of municipal bonds. You have revenue bonds. So those would be like for bridges and airports and highways and tolls and charges and projects like that. Um, you have moral obligation bonds, which oh, is pretty interesting, interesting concept. Yeah. So the reputation is involved there. Um, and the state backs these revenue bond versions. So again, safer. You have general obligation bonds. And these are backed, uh, the principal is backed by taxation and voter approved with good faith. Again, safe. Er. 
<laughs> taxable municipal bonds. Jake's, you owe me a Coke. Taxable municipal bonds. You have um, pensions, ballparks. I know, right? Etc. They're higher yield and not much risk, though, which is cool. Safer. You have private activity bonds, and those are used for public and private activities. So, you know, you got to look into those. What are they actually being used for and where? Then you have put bonds. So P-U-T, put bonds. You redeem at par value on specific date prior to the stated maturity, as we mentioned in our last bond basics episode that you should really watch as the precursor to this part two, if you haven't already. Um, so they're good for times of interest rate jumps to cash in for higher yielding bonds, though. And then you have floating and variable rate municipal bonds. Those are greater risk involved. Anytime it says like floating or variable, uh, you know, you have to really look into that. Now we move on to our category of mortgage-backed securities. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah. That's like... You know, the downfall of the last uh, recession. Two thousand Exactly. <laughs> approximately 2008. You guessed it. Um, so financial institutions create these mortgage-backed securities by selling their residential mortgage portfolios to investors. See, you buy a piece of a pool of mortgages, essentially. For example, Ginny May. So that would be, you know the GNMA, Government National Mortgage Association. Right. Yeah. And like Freddie Mac and those. You got it. Yeah. Ginny May, May is the sister. Yeah, okay. So that's the one you're looking for. All right. Yeah. Um, and so they, they guarantee timely interest and principal payments. The rate varies with the current interest rates, though, yeah. which can be a scary concept right now. Right. You know. Anything else to say on... I feel like... We just kind of wetted the whistle on mortgage-backed securities, but we will have an entire separate episode to cover mortgage-backed securities. Yeah, because that, that seems that that could be very in-depth and very it is. interesting. It is, and I'm really fascinated um, to share more about it in the future very soon. Have zero coupon bonds. They're issued by companies, government agencies, or municipalities, a.k.a. zeros. Wait, let me get my air quotes zeros yeah these bonds don't pay interest periodically though uh they're purchased at a discount and pay you a higher rate both interest and principal when they reach maturity you get this one payment once at the end okay yeah now moving forward to bond mutual funds hmm. so we've covered mutual funds now we have bond mutual funds that sounds like that could be an episode unto itself as well. Sure could be. Um, they're less risky than the stock mutual funds, but they don't yield the same high rates of return. Bond funds buy bonds in bulk quantity. Liquidity is good with bond funds. So you can pull your money out. Right. You know, pretty easily. You have a fund manager that does the buying and selling for you, and these can produce a monthly check in the form of a dividend, and they're good for retirees, or this money can be reinvested, you know, outside of receiving dividend payments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you have individual bond fees, though, that can be higher, 
uh, than with bond uh, with bond mutual funds than with other funds. So you have to watch out who's managing it. It sounds like bond mutual funds would also be a good place to look. You know, when we were going talking about junk bonds, yes, to see what type of bonds that those fund managers are choosing. So mm -hmm. you know, once again, you know, you leverage somebody else's work. Work smarter, not harder. I was gonna say, let them do all the work because I mean, over a million of these to choose from in all these different categories. You know, unless you are just really specializing in bonds, you can really mess yourself up with that many to choose from. Yeah. You know, I mean. <laughs> Unless you have an inordinate amount of money that you don't really care, you know, to play the bond experiment with, could be fun. Yeah. We should do some bond experiments, surely. The bond. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Yeah. So you have the principal that's not secured, though, in bond funds, okay? All right. Yeah. Keep that in mind. It's not secure. Whatever you put into it, you could lose. Now you have municipal bond funds. So those are intermediate or long-term municipal bonds for, again, community-type projects and infrastructures. These can be federal, national, state, or local. Hmm. Then you have U.S. government bond funds. They are low risk. There has never been a default so far, though there's some volatility through trading them just by virtue of buying and selling them. Um, so it's a good way to balance out your other bonds in your portfolio, in your bond portfolio, or just to balance out your stock uh, portfolio overall. And lastly, we have corporate bond funds. They are highly rated ones that are safer, like long-term investment grade funds. Mm -hmm. So again, they're corporates. So you have to watch out. Do your research. Our overview of the different types of bonds. So remember, though, ask yourself, these questions when you are choosing bonds that work for you. That's right. Is the fund picking bonds with long or short, short maturities? So, or is it a mixture of both? Right. Okay. Long hold or not? Look at that. What quality bonds is it selecting? So look at the grade, the rating. Is it a triple A? Double A. Right. D minus. Or double D's. <laughs> double D's. Triple D's. Right. Are you in the market for taxable or non-taxable bonds? Who is doing the picking? Mm. Yeah. What's the fee structure there for who's doing the picking? Right. Also, what do interest rates look like today that you're buying them? Can't, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. You can't predict the future, but what do they look like today when selecting? And how will the current interest rate environment impact your investment so you have to predict over time? That's what I got. All right. We did it. We did. Finished with two-part bonds in our bonds mini-series. Well, thank you, Anita Michelle. That was very interesting. And I thank look you. forward to future episodes where you discuss more in detail about these particular type bonds or you know concepts yeah me too it really is fun and we know that our viewers and listeners find it beneficial and if you do don't keep us a secret that's right and make sure that you like and subscribe and come back and watch us again hit the notification bell Ding, 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 ding. And ding. comment.
Yes, please. We would love to have conversation with you. Looking forward to next episode. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Oh, we didn't sing for them this time. Okay. Singing in the rain. Singing in the rain. It's not raining.